beautiful sunny day. And we're all in here. Anyway. <laughs> Come on, Lord, get it worked out the right way around. Um, I had a significant birthday last month. I have now officially travelled all the way around the sun 60 times. Well, that's all it's about. That's all we're counting, isn't it, really? How many times have we gone around in circles? I mean, that's... It's not what life's We're just going around in circles. You do know that, don't you? Okay. Ah, it does make you think. It makes you think. I know for some of you, 60 seems like so far ahead of you that you may as well never actually... Cut. It's just so, so far away. It's like... And for some of you, I know it's in the rearview mirror. I know that. I get that. But nevertheless... Probably, I don't know what it is about multiples of 10, uh, but you get to one with a naught on the end and you think, well, I think, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> what, what? I mean, not a crisis, not a crisis, but reflection. It does make me reflect. It does make me think, well, what's important? What's important to me? Uh, what am I actually investing my time in what is it about my life which is of lasting value last week trevor talked about building in a time of shaking and it doesn't take much to think about various bits of shaking that are going along uh, coming along certainly on a global level and on a national level i've taken not to listening to radio 4 or watching the news anymore Um, but also on a local level and on a personal level at different times in our lives in fact it always seems like there's something shaking it reminds me a lot of Psalm 2 verse 1 which says why do the nations rage why why do the nations rage why do people plot in vain it's kind of like God's just sat on his throne in heaven and everything's fine honestly have on good authority everything is fine Anyway, let's turn to Hebrews 12, which Trevor finished with last week. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 18. I'm reading from the uh, ESV. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 18. Is that okay? For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. By the way, you might be thinking, what on earth is that about? It's referring to Moses um, and the time when God is about to give them the Ten Commandments. And in Deuteronomy... Uh, sorry, Exodus 19, you can read about it there. In Exodus 19, it talks about the mountains smoking and fire and trumpets. Sarah read from Revelation about a trumpet. These are different trumpets. It's a noisy, chaotic place. We haven't come to that place. That's all he's saying. Okay. Skip down to verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, 
the heavenly Jerusalem and to innumerable angels in festal gathering and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. It gets better. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant and to the sprinkled blood, that's Jesus' blood, that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Now, this isn't really my main focus, but the book of Hebrews is amazing. The way that the writer relates it back to the Old Testament and and the law and all that God did at that time. And he's saying, but there's something better. There's something so much better, no matter how amazing that may have been. And uh, again, the scripture that you read at the end there, that door open in heaven and a throne. That's what we've come to. Not something you can touch physically like they could at the time of Moses, but something spiritual, something heavenly. That's what we're about, folks. That's what we're about, and that's what God has brought us to. Verse 25. So see that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, Moses, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven, God, Jesus, At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are are shaken. That is, things that have been made. The created things. In order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, Let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. We're not talking about localized difficulties. It's not even Brexit. It's not even stuff on a national level. We're talking cosmic. We're talking on a heavenly scale. Stuff that is happening down here is part of what's happening on a cosmic scale. But there's some shaking. Some shaking. There's been shaking ever since day one. There's shaking. There's nothing new in a time of shaking. Turn with me to, with, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Because this whole thing of shaking reminds me of this passage. It's a different picture. It's a picture of things being tested by fire. It's 1 Corinthians 3 and I'm reading from verse 12. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one of us has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you know what? I want to build with gold. 
I want to build with silver. I want to build with precious stones. Wood. What was it? Wood, straw, hay. They're cheap. They're quite easy to get hold of. But gold, silver, precious stones, it's going to cost you something. If you want to build something that's lasting, it's going to cost you something. It doesn't come cheap. You know the phrase, you get what you pay for? You get what you, you, get what you pay for. My response to a time of shaking, my response to the thought that what I build will be tested by fire, is that I want to make sure I'm building with that which is going to last. When I tell you a personal story, when I was in my, gosh, it's nearly half a lifetime ago, when I was in my 30s, I was doing really well. I was prospering in the church, I thought. I was leading. I was, used to lead the worship team. I led a, what we now call a family hub. We called them, I think, house groups in those days. But I, I, I led in that context. I also met with the, the guy who was leading the church. I wasn't in, in leadership in that way myself. But, you know, I thought, yeah, I'm really going. And I kind of had a bit of a plan, you know, kind of be a life group leader, be a family hub leader, be a worship team leader, maybe be a deacon, maybe become an elder. We had those in those days. And who knows what comes beyond that. But I came to a time, I can't remember now whether it was a dream or a vision. I just can't remember. But I had this such a clear picture that God gave me. And I knew it was me. I was a stump in the ground. And all around me were branches. All these branches. And I was just looking at them and saying, Lord, I thought I was something. I thought I was building something really, really good. And yet now I can see that it's just, you've cut it all away. Uh, It was a difficult time. (laughs) I honestly got to the point where I knew the, the only thing I was sure of was that God was real and that he loved me. Yeah. And to be honest, everything else was up for, you know, I, did, I wasn't sure of anything else. It took me that back to there. Now, pruning is a very scriptural concept. But this was pruning gone mad. <laughs> this wasn't testing by shaking. This wasn't testing by fire. This was testing by chainsaw, frankly. But my encouragement was that I was still there. It may have been a stump, but I just thought, you know what? I'm a stump, but my roots go deep. My roots, I, I really had a strong conviction that my roots went deep. And that despite the fact that God was showing me this picture of everything being cut away, well, pretty much everywhere, everything, I had that real sense that nevertheless my, stu- uh, my roots went deep and that he would grow something new and fresh in me. And it's quite a scriptural picture, a, a, a root coming from a stump, uh, if you're familiar with those kind of passages. 
I'm not saying what I am today is now perfect. Please, you know me well enough to know I'm not saying that. But God had to cut something back so that what he wanted to bring through had room and space, I guess. Let's look at John 15 together. It's a very familiar passage. I know I've preached on it many times. just want to draw a particular thing to your attention. John 15. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch of mine that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You think to yourself, he only cuts away the rubbish. It's not what this verse says. It's not what this verse says. Every branch of mine that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Well, we'd expect that, I guess. But every branch that does bear fruit, he cuts. He chops off. Why? To knock us back, to knock us down? No. So that we can produce more fruit. If you bear even the smallest bit of fruit, beware. The secateurs, the pruning knife will come. But he does it so that we bear more fruit. This is a really encouraging word. Although it sounds painful, it's a really encouraging word. God cuts into our life and cuts away stuff, some of which is good. A time comes for some things to come to an end. And we just it's best to let it go because he's got something new and fresh for every single one of us and for us as a family, I believe. The shaking and the fire... They're neutral. They're not good or bad. They're just what God uses. The issue is what is left when they've gone. Well, what can I learn from this? What do I learn from this? Well, before I share anything else, I just want to remind you of what Dan shared uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it's in Psalm verse, sorry, Psalm 46. Because if there is a time of shaking or a time of fire or a time of pruning, it's very easy for the anxiety levels to go up and up and up. We're singing about chaos this morning, weren't we? Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength and a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, Though the mountains be removed into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Then there's more poetry until we get to verse 10. In the midst of all of that, be still and know that I am God. In the midst of all of it, 
before we think about anything else that we might do in response to God's word, let's be still. Let's be sure that we're rooted and centered in him. Make sure that your roots go deep, 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 deep down into him and draw up. Doesn't matter what chaos is going on above ground level. Let your roots go down in him. Find that stillness, that peace, that security, which does not depend on circumstances or what is happening around you. And it's in that context we can respond to what God is saying. We can respond and say, okay, Lord, what are these, what things in my life are gold? What things are straw? What things are silver? What things are hay? What things are precious stones? What things are wood? I'm going to take you back to the Hebrews passage. We were looking at Hebrews 12. But bear in mind, these chapter headings and sections are artificial. Uh, They didn't write them with verse numbers and chapter headings. They're just one long letter. And chapter 13 actually just is a complete follow-on from the end of chapter 12. We finished in chapter 12 with this phrase, for our God is a consuming fire. And then it says, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you are or since you also are in the body. You have a physical body as well. You can empathize. You can understand what they're going through. Let marriage be held in honor among you all. And let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from the love of money. And be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you what's he on about he's just been talking about mountains trembling and the heavens being shaken and god is a consuming fire so love one another look out for those who are mistreated this is gold this is silver this is precious stones that we care for each other that we love one another that we meet the needs of one another. It's not just some random complete change of subject. It completely follows on from what he's just said. Turn with me to um, Philippians chapter 2. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 4. Let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So we're into Romans chapter 12. Verse 9. Let love be genuine. 
abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. And be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honourable in the sight of all. If possible, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Brothers and sisters, gold, silver, precious stones. When everything else is burnt away and perishes in the fire or disappears through the shaking... These things, these aren't earthly things. These are heavenly things. This is God himself. This is how God shows his glory. Let your glory be seen. This is how his glory is seen. The way that we live our lives. You know, circumstances, yeah, circumstances can be shaken. Things change. But these kingdom principles, whatever shaking, they never change. They are eternal. If you're married, that will be tested. If you're a parent, your relationship with your children will be tested. If you're a child, that's all of us, your relationship with your parents will be tested. If you have friends, those relationships will be tested. If you have those within the church family that you build with, I guarantee those relationships will be tested. Why? Because God wants to shake away all that is dross and death. He wants to burn away all that is wood, hay and straw. So that what is of lasting value can be seen. Be wise. Understand the ways of God. I really really want you to hear this this morning. Understand the ways of the Spirit. It is not bad when things are shaken. 
It is not wrong when things are tested by fire. They are neutral things. God uses those things. I don't say God sends them. Some of the stuff that tests us is rubbish. We go through horrible circumstances in our life. God does not send those things. I do not believe it. God is a God of love. But he uses them. He will use them. And he uses them for our good. Yes, you get the pruning shears out to remove dead branches. But you also get the pruning shears out to cut back that which is fruitful. So that it can become more fruitful. The enemy will tell you that it's falling apart. The enemy's voice will say, all is lost. What was that about? We may as well give up and go home. Don't give up and go home. (laughs) See past his ways. See through him. And hear the voice of the Spirit. What is the voice of the Spirit saying? He's saying, be wise. Understand my ways in these days. It may look like chaos. And in many ways it is. But God is still having his way. Do you know his kingdom never gets smaller? It never shrinks. It only grows. It only gets bigger. And that is... Yeah, okay. I think I've discharged what I want to say. But I do really pray that all of us can be wise to what God is doing in our days. Earlier, Sarah uh, led the prayer meeting was just saying she had that real sense of it's a transformative time. And it is. You know, it is a transformative time. But it doesn't mean to say it doesn't come without its challenges or difficulties. But I think when you have that vision, when you have that sense of God is doing something, he's transforming something, then it keeps us going. It keeps us going through the challenges and the difficulties. I'd love us to um, make our own response and some time for that. So just going to give us a little time of quiet, just to think. I encourage you just to close your eyes. Um, Just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit.